Hey, fam. It's me doing a little bonus bribe for you guys. I thought it would be, I, I wasn't expecting this, but the idea that I floated the 75 hard challenge that I discussed on the show has really taken on a life of its own. There's quite a few people. I mean, many more than I, I expected zero. Like I didn't, I didn't put this out to try to get people to participate. My, my kind of thinking was that I like to, I like to reset myself usually at the beginning of the year. So I always make an attempt at a dry January and I've been, I am successful sometimes <laughs> or at least to an extent, you know, I'll make it like three weeks in and then there'll be something a party or fucking concert or something I want to do snowboarding. That's a big one is going to the mountain and wanting to, you know, I mean, it's, it's just goes hand in hand. It's, it's also kind of like the beach where you're, it's just, there's like a signal that happens. And for a lot of people, this is Friday night where it's just, there's something clicks in your brain. And I think there's that it's that getting off work on Friday, um, dopamine dump that you get or like when I go to the beach and I come home from the beach and I'm all sandy and I'm hosing my feet off in the backyard and it's nice outside and I don't have a shirt on. I like to crack a beer. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of those. So I go, you know, I go snowboarding with my kids and I'm getting a little older. So I don't last as long on the hill as they do. And so you know, maybe we have lunch. We go all, you know, I like to get there first tracks, as they say, I like to get there when the mountain opens and then get as many runs in before people show up and then try to hit lunch a little bit before everybody else so beat the crowds. Then after lunch, I'm a little tired. And so I'll do a few more runs after then. And, and I'm uh, automatically, I'm not as good. So, you know, I might not have fallen all day and then after lunch, I'm just not, my turns aren't as crisp. My vision's not as good. I'm not like picking the line as well. And I'm, suddenly I dig an edge and I fall. And I'm, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't, don't want to get hurt. I don't, you know, I'm a little tired. And then there's, there's just, it's again, it's that dopamine where you're like, you know what I could do? I could go sit by the fire and watch my kids do runs and, have a couple IPAs in the sunshine in the, in the cool winter sunshine. And there is a, some kind of a hormone release associated with that. For those of us that enjoy that have, have conditioned ourselves to reward ourselves with something, you know, for me, it's a cold beer for some people. It's a fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. For some people, it's sex. For some people, it's drugs. Uh, for some people, it's work or working out. Lifting weights, you know, it's, we all just 
kind of have these signals and I, you know, this is, this is bro science, but I I also get it. Like, so we're going to change the clocks here pretty soon. I am, I am a sufferer of seasonal affective disorder. So that, that sun goes down a little bit earlier. You know, it's like, it's like four 30 and the sun is setting I want like a hearty beer. I want a Pliny the Elder. Or, you know, something that's just, that says comfort. That, hey, man, it's a little cooler than it's been lately. And the sun's down, but it's five o'clock. And maybe you should make a pot of chili and have three or four stone IPAs. You know, it's just, there is, there is a brain system happening there, a a hormonal response that a lot of us are subject to. And it's, you have to kind of fight against that if you want to. I mean, some people don't give a fuck and I, I respect those people. Look, if I could drink four beers every night and be skinny. I I would and sleep through the night and have a job and just do everything normal. And the people that can do that, I respect the fuck out of you. I I don't have those genetics. If I drink three beers, I feel like complete shit. You know, I sleep like shit. If I drink, if I, if I like go away for the weekend and I drink like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or just at home, you know, and it's something like especially exciting. I get crippling anxiety and it's hard to explain. People don't understand it. So I like to reset and I typically reset around the first of the year or I attempt it in this year. I was like, you know what? I'll just put it out there that this is what I'm going to do. Not expecting anybody to also want to do it. But I knew there was this challenge and I kicked it around with some people, you know, maybe like during the year, Hey, you want to do 75 hard? And it's never a good time. Like everyone has a reason and I'm, I'm no different. There's always some reason that you can't do it. Oh, I got this. I got a wedding or fucking this bullshit or whatever. And you know, you can't, but I, but I always like to, kind of clean up. I mean, it's, I make it sound like I'm a fucking drug addict, but you, I think you guys get what I'm saying. I just like to start fresh at the beginning of the year and I'm not like a resolution guy or it's just a good time because you, there's so much to do starting at Thanksgiving and Christmas and new years that they're new year that there's, you know, there's just a lot of reasons to drink alcohol. If that's something you do at that time of the year. So I was like, I'm going to, Hey, maybe let's try this. And I threw it out to Ed thinking maybe it was something we could do for the show. And he's, I get it. Like he's, he knows that if he, if he does a challenge like that, that he'll just drink more afterward and that it, so it doesn't work for him. And that's no big deal. But I was, I thought, you know, if I say it publicly, then I'm kind of more held to it. And if there's, if there's a challenge involved, like they say, if you want to get in shape, you know, if you want to stick to a, 
uh, workout program or running program. Sign up for a 10K or a Spartan race. And then that's three months out. And then you're going to do all the stuff to get ready for it because there's something you have to do later. And so I was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll throw it out there that I'm going to do this. And then it's like, people know that I'm doing it. And also it kind of helps if people know, because then they're like less inclined to try to, you know, tempt you or they go, Oh, you know, I can't invite Brian to that. Or, I mean, you can, you can do things and not drink, by the way, guys, I know it's like, that sounds confusing and it's not all about drinking, but it's kind of about drinking. So it just, you know, just putting it out there is its own kind of accountability. So I was like, I'll just say it that I'm going to do this and I'll offer it to Ed and maybe we do it for the show. And Ed didn't want to do it, which is no big deal. So I'm like, but I'll do it. I didn't expect so many people in the audience to be like, oh, I'll do that too. Hey, what's the, what are the rules of that? When's it starting? I'm down. How do we, how do we all stay together on it? How do we all, I'm, I'm doing what I hate. I have this little fucking name tag thing here that's magnetic and I'm sitting here fucking with it. And this, this is like the kind of shit Jay Stu does on the bachelor lifestyle. And I call him out for it. And here I am, I'm doing the thing. I'll, you'll hear him like, like, fingering the label of his beer or something right in front of the microphone. And then I do the same thing that I, that I curse people for. So, but anyway, so it, there has been some quite a bit of interest in people also wanting to participate. And I would, I did the stereo after show last night and I was talking to our dear friend, super Lee Ben nine Oh six gurus Stu, and a bunch of other people that called in. Not truth honk, truth. Honk. I'm going to post that, but I have to bleep something out that because truth honk said something racist. Truth, come on, buddy. Don't you don't need to be outrageous like that. You're a good guy, though. So, oh, I was talking about like how do we? What's a way that we a a, a place where we can, as a group, kind of talk about this and post pictures or whatever, or ask questions or tell people our, uh, you know, our plan for the 75 hard. And I was like, I don't like, is there, could we do like a Facebook group? I don't, I don't go. I mean, I, I have Facebook. I don't go on it. Occasionally I'll get an email. I don't know how it decides who to email you about, but they're like somebody that you didn't know you were friends with posted a fucking picture that we think you're interested in. And I'm like, and I always get suckered into it. I'm like, why the fuck would I care about something that somebody I worked with for three months, 20 years ago just posted, but I always click it so that I'm on Facebook to that extent. And there is a baller lifestyle podcast group on Facebook, but I don't, it just seems so old timey. And so Ben nine Oh six was like, well, isn't there a Reddit and we do have the Baller Lifestyle Podcast Reddit. This is how dumb I am. I don't even know how to say it. R slash the subreddit. R slash the Baller Lifestyle, which was set up by a listener called Mike Vick Did Nothing Wrong, who had to had to dip out of 
listening, apparently, because he was having family issues. I don't know how listening to a podcast affects that, but I, I wish him the best. So we do have the Reddit page. Are people on Reddit? Like, I have the app, and it's mostly just to look at porno pictures occasionally, okay? I'm just, hey, hey, that's what I'm reporting. Look, that's real. That's I do that sometimes, not very often. So I don't know. If you want to do it, if we do it on the Reddit, um, somebody suggested we all get on Strava, but not everybody's like, that's still, that's just like looking at what people did. I don't even know what it is. I kind of do. It's just like, oh, this person ran this far, walked this far, hiked or biked or whatever, swam. Um, so I don't know if that connects us on the level that we want to be connected on. I like the Reddit idea, but what I'm saying is I'm open to group ideas. And then another idea, and this came from our buddy FanFan, and we're going to call FanFan in a second, because he was like, you should have people on to kind of like talk about you know, what their goals are and what their fitness journey has been and will be. And just kind of like talk to people that are participating and get their, get them involved and just, you know, hear from different voices because everybody comes at stuff like this from a different place. And I thought that was a fucking really good idea. So um, he's going to be, I said, Hey, I'll call you on Saturday. And he said, cool. So we're going to, I'm going to call him in a minute. So I'm just, that's kind of what I'm putting out there. You know, we're doing again, if you're not aware, you know, not everybody's caught up, but we're starting a 75 hard challenge or it's not really a challenge. It's, we're just all going to try to do it. You know, we're all going to see if we can make it. And if you're not, it starts January 2nd and everybody's like, why not the first? And cause I just felt like the set, cause people go through you know, people like to to clean up. They'd like to do dry January. January 1st is a holiday and it's a Monday and there's football on. And I just, I just wanted to make this as easy access as we could make it. And I thought starting January 2nd and going through March 16th, somebody check my math on that. I counted the days, but I could be wrong would be, you know, a good window of time to do it. So if you are interested, we would love your participation. Let us know. Just hit me on Twitter or Instagram or on the email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or leave us a voicemail 949-464-8257 and just kind of say, hey, I'm doing it too. And just, I want a place, I want to find a place where everyone can be and kind of chat about this when they feel like it or just look at what everyone else is doing and see what everyone else's plan is. And if you're not familiar, I'll just give a breakdown the rules of 75 hard for 75 consecutive days, 75 hard participants must do the following every day. Follow a diet can be any diet that you choose but it must be a structured eating plan with a goal of improvement. So you can't do be like, I'm going on the red vines diet for a month or it could be anything carnivore, keto, uh, uh, South beach, weight watchers. What are some Atkins? Just 
whatever it is. Like me, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty carb strategic, I guess. Like I'm try to eat mostly protein and I try to have only carbs on the days that I lift weights and around my workout. So some carbs before and some carbs after, and maybe even, you know, cause I'm trying to build muscle here. I'm trying to get jacked because I feel like this is my last chance. And it's like, I've seen some gains. And so it's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I have to try to push more weight every week. So that's the place I'm at with eating, but I still do. I still am. You know, the weekends are tough. That's when I drink beer. And when you drink beer, you know, you have, you go to the freezer and you eat three frozen dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's, you know, that's what you do. Or a half a pound of dried mangoes, which is like, even my doctor, when your doctors don't know shit about nutrition, by the way, but my, even my doctor was like, that's fine. And I'm like, no, it isn't not at the level, <laughs> like a few bites, <laughs> the, the lovely Jeannie Bueller who you, some of you may know at I'm so for serious, who's my better half, my partner. She is like, so uh, she's just not tempted by anything. Like I'll, I'll, I'll walk in to the living room from the kitchen with a literal, like a softball size handful of dried mangoes. And she'll be like, can I have one of those? And I'm like, yeah. And I'll give her a, a piece one. And I have like 60 in my hand. I give her one piece and then I'm like gnawing them. And I'm embarrassed that I'm eating so much. And I go, Hey, do you want another one? And she's like, no, thanks. One. Who's ever had one of something, not this guy. So anyway, so what I'm trying to say is I think my diet plan is just going to be like a firm, no sugar. That's it. Cause I already, I already eat, I don't eat fucking bullshit. You know, I eat healthy food 99% of the time. And part of this is just not drinking, which is we'll get to, and I'm not going to, I'm going to try to stay away from the sugar and that's, I'm going to stick to that 75 days. Second rule. So first follow diet. Oh, oh, hold on. Also the diet must be a structured eating plan with the goal of physical improvement. No alcohol or meals outside your chosen diet are allowed. No alcohol. That's the thing, right? That's that's what keeps people away. But hey, that's your your that's you got to do that. You got to deal with yourself there. Second rule: complete two forty-five minute workouts, one of which must be outdoors every day. And we talked about this because people go people people live in middle places. That's not my fault. That's not my problem. But apparently there's something called sleet. Have you guys heard of this? I thought that was from the Bible. I swear to God. I thought it was one of the many, many myths of the Bible, like like Noah being 600 years old and getting two of every fucking cockroach and rhinoceros on a boat. Remember, did you hear about that? You're buying that bullshit? I thought sleet went along with that. I thought that was just some made up shit. Turns out it's like, frozen rain that's not quite frozen are you fucking kidding me move you guys gotta move but look and i know i know this isn't the letter of the law find a way if it's a sleet day you know do 
do an extra 45 on the treadmill with the fucking window open. I don't know. Just get, just do it. Do it. Find a way that you can do it. And that you're, that if you're not sticking to the letter of the law, you're sticking to the, as close as you can. And I get where this guy's coming from. Also, we're going to try to have the guy that created this, Andy Frazella, on the show. Thanks, Ben906. He sent me a link. And I get what he's going for. Fuck it. Your life is better if you spend some time outside. And not enough people do. So try to get outside. Two 45-minute workouts. And that could be an hour and a half walk. There's your two 45-minute workouts. Just go for a walk. Low-intensity, steady-state cardio is the fucking key and none of us do it enough i got a big fat belly here so that's i know i don't do it enough uh take a progress picture you don't have to share that that's the next thing so follow diet complete two 45 minute workouts take a progress picture every day take a picture of yourself that's just for you because and laura from twitter sorry laura rogue bumblebee from twitter uh, she called into the stereo after show and she, she heard us talking about that. And she's like, you got to take measurements, you know, measure your waistline and you know, whatever else you're looking at, you know, your biceps, your quads, whatever you want to track. So you can really see your progress here. Cause it's not always or ever really that obvious when you look in the mirror. Cause you see yourself every day, but if you take pictures, you notice like take for instance, any picture of my hairline before 2018 and you'll notice, you'll notice a difference. So that's, that's just a good, you know, way to track your progress and keep you going. Drink a gallon of water every day. So I got this thing right here. It's 64 ounces. And somebody, Darb in the OC was telling me that somebody, he was talking to somebody that's done hard, 75 hard a couple times. And he was saying drinking the water is the hardest part. So this is, I, apparently this is half a gallon. On the, on the days I go to the gym, I usually have finished one of these and then I refill it. And then I go to the gym and I drink the whole thing while I'm at the gym. So that's a gallon, I'm at a gallon by noon most days. So I, I think I got that covered, but you got to, you know, for some people you're, they're really going to have to force themselves to drink water, which is kind of the point. So you got to drink a gallon every day and then read 10 pages of a book. I believe it's supposed to be a nonfiction book. This just says book, but this is, this is an article about the program, not the program. Read a book, 10 pages, 10 pages. You know, I read every night cause it helps me sleep. So I'll sit on the couch and I'll watch TV with my lady until and I start to get uncomfortable. I start to like get wiggly and then I realize it's because I'm tired and I have to go to bed. So I go upstairs and I shower. That's right. I shower because that also helps me get to sleep. Take a nice shower, brush my teeth often in the shower, powder my bag. And then I, light, I turn a hard blowing fan on directly towards my body and I lie on top of the covers and I read a book, but you know what? Honestly, very rare that I'll read 10 pages because I start to fall asleep after about two or three. 
So that's that's something I'm going to have to concentrate on the 10 pages. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to have to program into my day maybe getting 5 pages at some point during the day. Maybe in the morning, get up a little bit earlier, make my coffee, read 5 pages. So and people do that, you know, and it sounds weird, but this is, you know, this is the whole point of this and we'll ask if he, if we can get him on, Andy Frizella. You know, what's Oh, it says right here, you will be tempted to try to change things a little to suit you and your special lifestyle, writes Frizella. But that right there is the root of every problem in your life. Powerful, right? No alterations to the program are allowed. If you miss any of your daily goals, your progress resets to day one. You got to start over. So, and no one's going to know except you. Apparently there's an app, and I, but I don't know. If the app is visible to everybody, we'll have to investigate that. That's why I've set this up three months out. You know, I want to like kind of build a consensus and get everybody on the same page. So that's what we're doing. January 2nd. Let me know. I'll take your, any thoughts you have, any ideas you have to build consensus as a group. But like I like uh, the original point of this was is I, this is just something I was going to do for myself. The fact that other people are interested in participating along with me is it's my the great delight of my life. I couldn't be more honored that other people would go, hey, Brian, I heard you're doing that thing. I want to do it with you. And that, and that's the way, that's the way things happen is you get a tribe together and you all row the same fucking direction. And that sounds like what we're doing. So all are welcome. If you don't make it, there is no judgment, but I'm here to support. I'm here to lean on you guys and let's fucking have a, let's do something for 75 days. Sounds fantastic. I'm into it. One more thing. And then we're going to call, I'm just going to text him. Let him know I'm about to call him. Hold on. Oh, yep. Mm, no. Yep. Okay, here. Call you in five. I could cut this out, but I won't. Um, just before I started the show. So today is Saturday, the 14th. That was the 15th. 14th. Just before the show, I got up this morning, I had some coffee, made some breakfast, checked my email, I went and picked up my daughter, we went to the gym, we lifted some weights, she, she coached me on some failings in my form, that was very helpful, it's always helpful to have a partner there that can just look at what you're doing, because especially with your meat, if you're me, that's why I'll never be good at golf. Because I can't, I'm such a fucking spaz. This is why, this is, this is why my athletic career was lackluster. Okay. To say it, to say it, I'm a spaz, you know, like I'm a spaz. So I'll never be good at golf. Cause I fucking, I grip, I do everything hard. Ask the bitches. I do everything hard. I can't help it. I'm a spaz. I, I, I'm tense. I fucking squeeze, I go fucking hard. And so I squeeze a fucking golf club hard, even though I'm not trying, I'm trying not to, I'm specifically trying not to squeeze it hard, but I take it away soft and then I fucking go after it. 
every time. And then it goes way to the right 98% of the time. Why? Because I'm spastic. So it helps to have somebody that can look at what you're doing because I can't, I can't break it down in my head while it's happening. You know, it's like Michael Jordan game one of the 1992 NBA finals against the Clyde Drexler, who was 60 and the Portland trailblazers and Michael Jordan, I think had like 36 points in the first half. He had a whole, and a whole, like six, three pointers. That's the one where he's like, did the fucking hands upside down? Like what? Like palms up like to the, to Steve snapper Jones. Like what the fuck? I don't know why I'm playing. So because everything, like everyone else is playing their dicks off and it's just like a real, just like whatever to him. Oh, I'm just going to walk down there and throw it in the hoop. And it's just, everything slows down for guys like that. I ain't that guy. Everything speeds up for me. So it helps to have somebody there to kind of like break things down for you. And so that helped me today. Then I, so, oh, but before I left, I watched the, it's the rugby world cup right now. You guys, if, I mean, I, I'm not, and I'm not the hugest rugby fan, mostly because I can't find it to watch. But so it's the World Cup right now. It's the quarterfinals. So this morning was Wales, the Welsh, and Argentina, and it was so fucking savage. It's the greatest game. I wish they would have had this when I was growing up because it's a good game for a spaz like me. Pick up the ball, fucking start running, and when some guy annihilates you, either before he does it, flip it to the next guy, or just hold on to it for a second and push it behind you so someone else can pick it up and go. It is the fucking best game. So much better than American football. Because American football, what, is there fucking eight seconds of action in the whole game? Hey, let's run a play. Then let's have 11 commercials, a timeout. We'll fucking challenge some bullshit for 15 minutes. We'll fucking look at the coaches for a while. Nothing ever happens in NFL football. Meanwhile, you're watching rugby. The game's 80 minutes, two 40-minute halves. There's, it never stops. The game does not stop. If there is occasionally, and there was one that I didn't understand today, and there's a bunch that I don't understand. I don't 100% know the rules, but it doesn't really matter because it's so fucking back and forth and it's so aggressive. At one point, oh yeah, this is what happened. At one point, a guy on the, a guy on, there was a, there was a tackle, the whales tackled a guy and there was a couple guys tackling him. And while they were tackling him, another guy on Argentina got a running start dropped his shoulder and put it directly through one of the tacklers eye sockets. And the, and the tackler was immediately concussed. And then the, and the announcers were like, that's a penalty. And I didn't really have the sound up that loud, but they, when they do a review that they talk to the review guy and, and the review guy talks to the referees and you could hear them talk to each other. Now I, this would have been a better story had I listened to what they were saying, because at first they were saying they were going to kick the guy out of the game that did the shoulder smash into the other guy's eye socket. He was bleeding from his nose afterward, by the way. And, but then they just decided they're like, ah, now nah, it's bang, bang play. He's good. 
And then, the, but then the guy who was concussed was forced to leave the game and he was pissed about it. That's how good of a game it is. So it was back and forth. Argentina won. And then this afternoon, I just finished watching it before I came up here. My guys, the All Blacks, played Ireland. And that shit came down to the fucking last second. And it was back and forth. And these dudes were gassed. One guy, they said, was 104, one of the All Blacks defenders or whatever they're called, the guys in the middle, linemen, basically. One guy was, they didn't see how tall he was, but they said he was 141 kilograms. That's 310 pounds. And they run up and down. the. They play the whole game. They don't go, oh, it's third down. This guy, he can't play on third down. He makes $11 million a year, but not on third down. We need a different guy that plays on third down. Fuck that. These guys play the whole game and they run up and down the field. And at the end, Ireland was like pushing to fucking score. One, they, they almost scored, but one, one, of the, one of the great... New Zealand players, well, the greatest, well, the greatest New Zealand player, well, there's a couple, Joan Alamu, RIP, Dan Carter, of course, there's many. The greatest, the captain right now is this guy called Bowden Barrett, and he's been around a while, and he's, fu- he's a bad motherfucker, but his, the, Ireland went to score, and his brother, Jordy Barrett, got the fuck, tackled the guy via a fucking darse choke. Which is uh, which is around? The, he got one arm around the neck and the other arm under his armpit, and fucking suplexed him into the ground one inch before he scored a touchdown or a try, and that saved the game. But then Ireland got the bat, got the ball back, and they fucking battled down the field. And these guys were so fucking gassed, and they were still going. It's the best game in the world. I'm not doing a good job of describing it, but fuck American football. If there, if there's rugby to be watched. Okay. Let's call our buddy fan fan. Oh, wrong button. Fan fan. What's up? What's up, dude? How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Good, buddy. Don't call me, sir. So, Hey, the, um, we should, we, I should, we, we need to, we need to break the story of fan fan here. First of all. So it, it should be known, and it wasn't known to me for a long time, that Fan Fan happens to be my oldest friend in the world. How We've known each other since we were 10 years old. Is that correct? Uh, 1985. Yeah. I'm not that good at math, yeah. so you know, I have a, you know I have a GED, so I don't really yeah. do math I, I also have a GED. So we both, <laughs> we both have GEDs. So Thank that's God one thing. Choice. Yeah, that's why we're, we're hey, we're from Costa Mesa. Like that's that if you're from Costa Mesa, that's kind of how you go out. You know, you go to continuation school for a while or you get D's and you get, you get a, you barely get your diploma or you go, you go take that GED. Like that's what we do in Costa Mesa. But, or you just don't go to school yeah, and you get kicked out. Yes, exactly. That happens. You know, there's, there's, op- there's options. It was a different time. There was different rules back then. But you and I, of course. you and I, you're, you're my oldest friend. You're, we have a, we have a group of two guys, me, you, and our buddy Spence. And I know I, so I came to your elementary school when I was in fifth grade and you guys already went there. So you got, technically you guys know each other longer than me. 
because I think both of you went there since third grade, right? Or you went there since kindergarten, I, I, college. I, yeah, I started there. I started there in kindergarten. Spent showed up uh, in '83, and uh, uh, everything goes off space shuttle math. Yeah. yeah. So uh, two two years less than the space shuttle. As when Spence showed up, we were, I mean, we were in class together when they showed that when that when the Challenger exploded. That's correct. Yeah, yeah that, they showed they shut that they shut that TV off pretty quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were watching it. And yeah, that yeah. was. I also remember I was in. This is before I knew you. I was in kindergarten when Ronald Reagan was shot, and somebody came at, by our guy John Hinckley. I might get a shirt. That uh, when Ronald Reagan was shot. And someone came in and told my kindergarten teacher and the kindergarten teacher told the class, like, is that, is that something you tell six year olds? Not typically. No, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it. So you, but you and I were in pretty the, off topic for six, for six year olds. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Looking back. So you, you, but you and I were in the same class. So we, and then, but Spence wasn't in our class, but you already knew Spence. And then, you know, so I know Spence, Around as long as you, but technically, I know you first because we were in the same class. Yes, sir. But many years ago, I started getting emails from someone called FanFan. And FanFan was obsessed with listener, first, first Red Circle subscriber, first Patreon, great friend of the show, Dolomite D., FanFan was obsessed with Dolomite D's story about the time he he was having relations with a girl and he ejaculated and his semen came out of her nose. And look, I don't look, I didn't want it. I don't believe that story. First of all, one, a, I don't believe that story, but this guy FanFan was emailing my show. And he's like, you got to do it. You got to do a whole show about this. You got to do, oh, you got to fucking talk about this. Do you, do you remember this? Of course you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, re- regardless if it's a true story or not, yeah. it's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. And occasionally I would talk to you and you would like mention, you would talk to me, you'd listen to the show and you would talk to me about the show. And then this went on for quite a while, a couple of years that I was getting emails from this guy, FanFan. And then was it when I was at your house? Yeah, I, I think I, that's, that's, well, like we were talking because we were, uh, we'd been drinking all day yeah. and then, uh, uh, we were talking and then yeah. I think I emailed you from the wrong fucking account and blew my cover. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. I, I, I uh, I emailed you from the wrong account and then your business blew account. my cover. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I, <laughs> yeah. that, I, you, called, you called me up and you were shocked. And, oh, uh, is that what it was? Cause I thought you just yeah. admitted it to me where you're like, dude, how did you not know that? And I'm like, how would I have known? Well, once you, once, once you found out, yeah. uh, I was like, how did you not know? Because I mean, one, I never spelled anything right. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes. my grammar was awful. My spelling was awful. Yes. And then the shit that I said was straight up uh, 
I would say. <laughs> yes. I mean, looking back, cause you're like, you're like, how could you have not known it was me because both fan fan and me are illiterate. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Fair. that's something exactly. I should have noticed. Yeah. And he goes, and, yeah. then, and then when I would talk to you, I would also mention, Hey, you should do a show about that. And you thought I should have put those things together. And in retrospect, maybe I should have, but I didn't. And this, this went on for a couple of years. I didn't realize it was you. I didn't. And I don't remember the part where you sent, something from the wrong email, but you like, I believe you, I believe that's what happened. And, and then it came out that it's my oldest friend in the world is pretending to be a fan of the show called fan fan. So it's, was a delightful surprise, but just w one of the more shocking thing that's things that's ever happened to me, I would have to say. Yeah, well, I didn't want any special treatment and I was in your, yeah. I was in your world. Yeah. So and I just, just wanted to be a regular person. Yes. So. Well, I love that. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being involved. Of course. What is, what's, what's something that happened to us? What's a story that, that you remember from our childhood that you would like to tell the audience right now? I know I haven't prepped you for this. So if you haven't thought of anything, but you, well, I mean, I think you've, I think you've already probably told, uh, the majority of the stories, which is kind of, yeah. well, I always, I always get a chuckle out of it. The Mr. Jacober story, yeah. the omelet story. Oh yeah. Cause you, okay. Uh, so Mr. Jacober was our sixth grade teacher and I, we could talk about this because I, I, I doubt he lived till we graduated eighth grade. So it's, he was pretty old at the time in sixth grade, but he, uh, he, he missed a big portion of the year because he had prostate cancer. And then he came back to school and then was it dirt? It was around sex ed time. And he, for some reason, <laughs> the guy was, the guy was 87 years old. He wore the same checkered pants and striped shirt pretty much every day. Every day. He smoked all of the fucking cigarettes and he had, he had a beard and his, his whole, it was all yellow around his mustache and lower beard from the cigarettes. And he sounded like he smoked cigarettes and he, he was doing, he was doing sex ed and he, the guy was so clueless and you would ask him random questions like what's a dildo? Um, what's a vibrator? <laughs> How do you like, he, you would just raise your hand and ask like these outrageous. We were in sixth grade and you would ask these outrageous questions and he would just answer them straight up. Well, a, a vibrator is a sex toy. Like, but then he, then he was, he described his prostate surgery in detail to us. And, at, and he said, and I, I will remember it vividly for the rest of my life. He said, he said he, had, he got an incision between his, um, penis and, or his scrotum and his anus. Yeah. His, it, his, his, uh, his penis and his rectum. Yes. He said his rectum. <laughs> and you, and you keyed in on that and you're like, excuse me, Mr. Jacober, what? And you're like, where did you get that surgery? And he's like, between my penis and my anus. And then he'd go on and he'd continue talking about the prostate and how it worked. And he'd raise your hand again. He must have done it like five times where you're like, uh, Mr. Jacober, hold on. But when you were talking before, where exactly did you have your surgery? Between my penis and my anus. And he would say yeah, it anyway. We would try to get him to point towards it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, where is that? Yeah. Uh, RIP, Mr. Jacober. 
he also had. Oh, you know that he also drove a Ford LTD that was like rust color. And you would always ask him what color his car was, and he would say bronze. And you'd be like, "Hey, Mister Jacober, is your car like what?" I mean, you were really. This is the kind of shit I do to my girlfriend's five year old to just amuse myself. Except he was eighty, and he'd be like, "Hey, uh, Mister Jacober, what color is your car? Is it is it purple?" And he'd be like, "No, bronze." And you would do it like twenty times a day, and he would continue. With the no bronze the whole time. Did we get? Did you get kicked out of that class? I believe my desk was moved towards the door so I could look out the door and watch birds and shit right. fly by because right. uh, my academics wasn't like was not the first thing that I thought of when I was at school. So typically, my mind was outside for. We would sneak out of his class and go play pinball a couple rounds over at Seven Eleven. Grab some Charlie Ranchers, and then just come back in the you know because that's normal when you see sixth graders just yeah. walking down the roads at Seven Eleven. Yeah, play a couple games of pinball, and then uh, come back about an hour and a half later and not even yeah. be caught or you know not be missing or anything. Kids, kids these days, they don't like. They think stealing was wrong is wrong, and when we grew up. The, like stealing is like something you did on a Saturday. Like, let's go steal some shit. Stealing, was a, stealing is like fitnesses to me today. It's just the way of life. Yes. Yes. So, and was it because our parents didn't give us any money? Like, Oh, the eighties, they didn't have any money. Yeah, they Even didn't, if they did, they, yeah. cer- they certainly weren't giving it to us. Yeah, They didn't give us any money. So we would just, and w- look, I'm not going to make too many details here, but we were like professional thieves and it was, you know, it was every kind of thieving that you could do. We did. We did. We, we, and we, and we just destroyed shit. Like we would just go, Hey, you want to go like break some stuff? Yeah. Let's go destroy people's property today. All right. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, but I mean, that, it wasn't like we were the only crew that did that. No, I mean, everybody was, back in that time yes, frame yes. was doing the same thing. And then you would go back to school and find out. <laughs> That people are doing the exact same thing that you were All just on the other side of the street. And yes. you were like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yes. <laughs> like, you do that too? <laughs> no, it was all of us. It, we, were, we were horrible. You also were part, you were in my group. It was, it was me. It was you. It was our buddy Lance and our dear, dear, dear departed friend, Mike J. We were in a group. R.I.P. homie. R.I.P. He was a great guy. We were in we were in the same group. This was freshman year, I believe, because you moved away f- sophomore year or freshman year. Uh, uh ju- junior, uh, sophomore summer. Sophomore summer. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah so yeah. freshman year. So was it? Yeah, it was freshman year because I it was got freshman year. I got kicked out sophomore year. So freshman yeah. year, we were in the same home ec class. Oh yeah, and we made that omelet. We did make the omelet and. Ed Daly likes to say we, he he retells the story that we ejaculated in that omelet, and we didn't. We didn't. We were. All, I don't know if we went because it, it it was after lunch. I think that class, and we it was because we because we were not sober. No, we had gone, and we had Lance was and probably still is. I haven't talked to him in a while. A a masterful joint roller. And, Correct. And so we had gone and we had smoked a big old fat dube, I believe at Team Winkle Park, which was behind our high school. And then we came back and we went to Homec 
And we made that omelet and we were like, she was telling us how to do it. You know, I make omelets all the time now, but when I was 14, I didn't really have the fucking skills. I'd never made an omelet. And she's like, yeah, you mix the eggs. Then you got to flip it over. And we're like, this is going to be a mess. Cause we had fucked up other stuff that we were trying to cook in that class. We had fucked up a hundred percent of everything up into that omelet. Yeah. Yeah. In, in home ec and everywhere else. And so we're making that omelet and we got all the eggs in the pan and then we all were just kind of, I don't know how I, it was probably Mike J's idea or yours, but you're like, well, we all had severe cotton mouth. We all, we all did. And, (laughs) And the teacher tasted everybody's food. And look, guys, I'm not proud of this, but I'm proud enough to tell the story because we all hawked loogies in that, in that omelet. Didn't we all, we, there was four of us. Oh, all four of us, oh. and then even I think I think Lance, if I'm not mistaken, was doing the spit trick. Yeah, we're yeah. like you, oh, yeah. you, you dangle it and suck yes. back yes. up. Yes, yes, yes. And then, and then, cut, and then cut it loose. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah. then, but Lance was a pretty good cook. He was, and so we made this cheese omelet, and then it all came down to the flip, and the and the teacher, she really built up the flip. And Lance flipped that omelet, and it, it fuck it looked like it came out of Jacques Pepin's kitchen, like it, it was looked, perfect. It, yeah, it looked like the uh, the most master French chef had created this beautiful fluffy item, and we plated that thing, and we all kind of looked at each other, and we're all so fucking high, and we're like, that looks pretty good, and it was not even a question. Cause we cut that thing in four slices and we all ate a chunk of it and we didn't regret it one bit. No, we, 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 we did have a small discussion about how it evaporated. Oh, yeah. and we're not really eating our own, our own spit. Yes. We had convinced ourselves that, that the spit evaporated and it was just eggs. And so we all, we all chowed it. And then, and then, and then, we did just give her like the end, which yeah. the spit probably wasn't in. That's, so, we, yeah, we, Ed, 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 calm down. Yeah, we talk, take it easy. We talk ourselves into that. That's right. Yeah, uh, no, but and, and then we ate the best part of it. We were it not going to so give the, the middle of that that that, that thick cheese center away. It was like, nah, we'll cut her off the end piece. Oh, that was amazing. That was so good. So, um, but what, what what about what about the drunk? The drunk substitute teacher that came in and threw flour all over the place. Mr. Allen, I wasn't in that class. That was in that was in home ec. That was the same class. It was, but I must have gotten kicked out or something because I I do remember that happening. They the police had to come and escort him off the campus because Mr. Allen. I mean, he was literally hammered. I mean, he was throwing uh, just handfuls of flour at the wall before he picked up the bag of flour. (laughs) exploded it on the wall and all of us ninth graders just like yeah. he's gonna kill one maybe, of us i was in that class maybe i ditched that day or something because oh, I, I mean was, or 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 we just probably burned two at yeah, lunch and yeah. you just forgot yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah it happened. no i remember i remember that day and i remember it happening but i wasn't in the class when the police came and escorted mr oh. allen off campus yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't have any problems with the ladies, so you could have, you could have, you could have taken off to handle your business real quick. We could have, we could have covered for you while you were gone. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That, that, that's, that type of shit did happen. I think you're just being nice right now. So you're um you were telling me, and look, you're you've got a how so let's start from the beginning. How what how did you get involved with doing triathlons and how did you decide that you were gonna do an Ironman? Uh we were at a buddy of mine's house, and uh, he's a he's in the army. You know, one of those guys that he deployed several times, and you could tell uh, he has probably uh, he had some demons in the closet to to say it one way. Sure. And uh, anyway, so he he actually uh, you know we became pretty good friends. He moved close to me, and I've never really had a friend in my subdivision that. I lived in, so we hung out quite a bit and just would do stuff. And since he came on, he actually, he's an officer and he was won some kind of deal where he was given, was able to leave the military for two years, get his uh, master's degree, and then go back into the military and just serve like two additional years. So anyways, when he was doing that, because he was always operating so much, he wanted to f- fill in that time because he was just always so busy. He just didn't know what to do with his time going to college. It wasn't enough for him just to go to college. He had to do something more. So he started doing these training for these Ironman. So, sort of something to, he always wanted to do. Sort of to occupy his mind as somebody. Uh, yeah, exactly. That and then had also been in probably, combat quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. He did several tours, and then I think he did three back-to-back tours in Syria or something like that. It was, yeah. it was, he, he he's he's a good dude. Yeah. Uh so anyways, uh he was headed out to Florida to do uh the Florida Ironman and we were all in the backyard and we were just I mean shit faced drunk. Yep. I've I've hung uh, out with you and, guys and, together. And, yeah. and for and for you know, a bunch of veterans just sitting around lying to each other, but yeah. Uh I don't think he was lying, I was lying, but uh <laughs> uh and also Ed's talking about bringing lighter fluid to a to a fire that's (laughs) now that's not what we do it's gasoline but so anyways i had lit myself on fire and probably had second degree burns and we were kicking back laughing and he was telling us how his uh family had uh covid or something and they couldn't come out to support him for this race so he was asking me to come out and i was like fuck i don't leave texas man i mean i'm not my it's not my deal it's a pretty big state yeah. It's a big state, but I also there's just certain things that I have to have next to me. Yeah, and when you fly, you can't bring certain things with you. So yeah, weed. Uh, You're talking about weed, weed, and other things oh, too. But anyways, okay. yeah. uh, uh, it's just out of my comfort zone. I like to feel safe, mm-hmm. and I don't like going into the airport where people can take your freedom from you. It's just one of those things. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'm, I'm a weirdo. That's fair. And anyways, uh, I was like, dude, you know, we're friends, but we ain't like that. Yeah. And then he looked at me and fucking kind of leaned in on it. Was like, I asked you for your help, and I was like, motherfucker, God damn, uh, yeah, that's heavy. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I looked at my brother in law. I was like, we're going to fucking Florida. So, anyways, we get out there to Florida and uh, get them all set up and everything like that. We go out, wake up in the morning, and it's like thirty four degrees. The winds are like twenty to thirty miles an hour. Uh just crazy the fucking the the i mean there was rip tides and all sorts of shit and we're just sitting there like i'm sitting there and i'm in uh i'm in 
you know, thick socks and shoes and thermals and pants and a jacket. And I'm just kind of sitting there watching all the pros take off. I uh, had my cup of coffee, my beanie on and all that stuff. And uh, I heard this like after the pros, the pros, pro males go out, five minutes later, pro females go out and, and then the folks with the disabilities. And I hear this like, get me the fucking water, get me the fucking water. I was like, what is that? So I walk over to the side and uh, and I see this dude, he's, he's sitting in this wheelchair. It's, it's a, for the beach. It's got inflated, like big inflated tires so you could push it through the sand and stuff like that. He's a double, amp- double amputee Shit above the, the knees. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting there and his yeah. upper body's just massive. And uh, to tell the whole story, he, he's black, he's African-American, and he's double amputee above the knee. So you don't see a lot of African-American triathletes, which is yeah. kind of an anomaly. Yep. And then also you don't see, you see very few people with amputees above the knee. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm just sitting here just watching this guy and he's just punching himself in the side of the head, screaming, let me in the fucking water. And immediately Cause he, cause he's so fired up. He's like, so he's fired. He, he, he's he needs fired. to get going. Yeah. He is fucking juiced. And yeah. Just, crocodile tears just start falling down the yeah. energy i feel from this guy yeah. immediately goes in and i mean I've, i'm at one of those places in my life i'm not really my emotions are tools man i don't care if i cry i don't really like yeah. whatever dude i mean it is what it is but it's one of those things where he just grabbed me and uh and then it was just insane the guy they were trying the the volunteers were trying to push him through the sand and uh the wheelchair wouldn't go so he's just like knock me the fuck over knock me the fuck over so he literally just like pushed the wheelchair over this dude falls into the sand just sticks both of his fists into the ground and just starts hopping into this water and again remember it's like 30 something just above freezing yeah this dude's in a bikini bottom yeah you know no no wetsuit yeah Oh geez! Oh yeah, because you're not allowed like certain. Right? Well, no, you can wear you can wear a wetsuit, but yeah. I just he he didn't have one on. Yeah, okay. Then uh, he got in the water and just took off, and I just knew right there. I was like, I have to fucking do this. Like this guy, he changed he changed my life. Yeah. He, he changed everything about it. Uh, you know, I mean, after that point, uh, like you know we were on the way home and my buddy looked over at me and I was driving him back home and he's like, you ready to go? And I was like, fuck, sign me up. And I signed up for Galveston in 2021 with no bike. I couldn't swim 50 yards. You know, I probably, I know I had a pair of running shoes somewhere, yeah. but didn't really have shit. Yeah. And, uh, I was just like, I have to do this. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where, uh, I found the passion started with the foundation of just signing up and saying, Hey, I'm going to do this and kind of built everything from there. And you know, how the whole thing started. You were an in shape guy. You were a CrossFitter. You had, you had worked out a lot. You were strong dude, but you weren't a fucking runner. You couldn't swim. You couldn't like, you didn't have the skills to do a triathlon or the fitness. Um, I I was a runner. I mean, I, 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 you know, I was in the service. I could run a sub five mile, but, uh, uh, but no, at that point I was smoking, drinking, yeah. I mean, par- partying every weekend. I mean, yeah. you know, 18 pack on Friday night, yeah. case of beer on, on Saturday. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just getting hammered. I mean, just so I mean, but when at that point, I could probably run a 12 minute mile. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I was, I was, in, I was, in, I was, I could get into, I could get in shape within six months, but yeah. I, I was in pretty poor shape at that time. And it was just, and it was just, and you started out, you did marathons first, right? Yeah, I've done, I did, I've, I mean, I've done all sorts of different, uh, yeah. I've done one, I did one sprint triathlon, which I really don't count. Uh, I've done a few marathons and then of course, like the Baton Death Road March, which is the marathon of marathons. That's a 26.2 mile marathon with a 40 pound backpack plus a gallon of water, which is 8.75 pounds. Plus yeah. you have to have some kind of canister inside there. So you can get up to four, you know, close to 50 pounds depending yeah. on how much you bring with you. But, uh, uh, that's a wild one. That's a painful one. Yeah, isn't that and that that's on dirt, right? Like that's yeah, you're up, in the hills? You're, up in, you're up in uh yeah, you're up in New Mexico in White Sand. Yeah. Uh uh, you know, Pat Garrett's house, the old dude yeah. Billy the kid, Billy Pat the kid. Garrett. You pa- yeah, yeah, you pass by Pat Garrett's house. He's not there anymore, of course, but he's, yeah, he shot Billy uh, the kid. Yeah, but yeah. plus he's he would be like, I don't know, two, what, two hundred years old or something I, oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't think he survived. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's still there. Yeah. Uh, but his legend is, which is kind of cool when you when you go by this house. It is pretty badass. Uh, yeah, but anyways, so yeah, I've done stuff like that, but not, nothing this insane, no. Yeah, and did you? Is it is it is it because of your mental condition that you just you just once you said I'm gonna do that once you saw a guy with no legs. Do well, I mean, I think, I think there was a, I think there was a buildup to it. I mean, I yeah. think, you know, uh, I think, you know, life is a process. And I mean, even like listening to your podcast through the oh, starting sorry. where, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, you're like, Hey, this is what commercials was being. Now you got commercials. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even listening, even being a good friend of yours, yeah. uh, but take that out of it, just listening to the podcast itself. I mean, you know, I mean, dude, I've always been fiery. Dude, yeah. Yeah. You, you have ADHD. Like I've never seen you sit down. Yeah, no, I, mean, I do. I definitely, I definitely have that. I've known you for, uh, I've known you for forty years, nearly. Yeah, and I don't. You've never sat. I mean, you've sat on a few bar stools, but not for a very long time. Like you're, you're a very, you're a guy that's always moving. That's why you can eat fucking seven cheeseburgers and not have any body fat on you. You're just, you have not that. Anymore. Gene. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. You have that gene where you're kind of like always going. And, and to me, like if before you even did that stuff, if somebody came to me and said, who is, who do you know? That's a friend of yours that could do a um, triathlon, an Ironman triathlon. I would have always said you, because you just have that mental gear. You've always had it where if you just, if something needs to be done, you're the guy that I know can do that thing. No matter what the fucking thing is, because you just, you just don't stop. You start and you see the finish line and you just go towards it. So it's not surprise. Oh. It's not surprising to me that you've been able to accomplish these physical challenges that you asked your asked of yourself. It's not surprising to me at all. I just wonder what it, what it's like to be in your head and what, what the doubts are that you have and how you push through them. Well, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think it's a process. I mean, if you go, if you go back to like, 
me listening to your podcast, you know, even as simple as like something like, uh, uh, what's his, uh, the dude, what's the guy that used to call in and always beat up on the homeless? Uh, <laughs> Manuel. Manuel, I'm there you fucking, go. Put some, and, put and you, some respect you guys, on his you guys, name. You guys, Manuel. Huh? Manuel, you pretending you don't know who the fuck Manuel is? Guys are uh, dude, I, you know you know my brain man it's, yeah. it's uh yeah. it's, it's, it's here nor there yeah but uh uh but like you know when you talk about him you know you talking you call in about homeless people and and uh you know just really yeah. beat up on shit and then you yeah. would kind of give your 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 opinion on that yeah you know i was you know i'd sit there one day and Austin's got a pretty big homeless community and you yep. see somebody trying to eat out of a trash can. It's like, no man, yep. that shit ain't going to happen, dude. You know, yeah. go buy him a sandwich or something like yeah. that. So, I mean, that's, a, that's a human process, being. He didn't, he well, didn't right. wake up that he didn't wake up. He didn't come out of his mom's pussy and go, I want to eat out of the trash for the rest of my life. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, it's, you know, to, to, and to be honest with you, uh, that's probably that's probably one of the first things that I really was like, whoa, wait a minute, I, and it really changed, kind of changed my mood towards life. Like really draw back, and I just started listening to the show and kind of just getting a dis a different perspective of life from sure. someone else's opinion. Yeah, and that's kind of what I started to realize that the opinion that I had yeah. didn't mean shit. So yeah. when I when someone would offend me, I would think like, oh god, I got to enforce my fucking opinion on these on this yeah. situation and really make these people understand that I I know better than them. When it's like, I don't know shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah. and so when you kind of when you kind of start to take your mind away from things to answer your question, it's much easier to focus because when you're in that that swim or you're in that bike ride or you're in that run. Yeah. You, you can, you can unfocus on pain. You can unfocus on yeah. things and you start to really just turn those things off. I mean, you want to recognize it. You want to have my foot hurts, whatever. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good day. We're going to run this. And so, uh, it, it's just really a matter of setting your mind up for success and just not paying attention to things that don't fucking matter. Yeah. And really at the end of the day, my opinion doesn't matter. I mean, I really don't, you know, I mean, I do have certain opinions on some things. I mean, come on, we all do. Yep. But at the same time, I mean, there's just some things that it really doesn't make a difference. Um, it just doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. That no, I mean, that's so powerful because the, 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 those are the teachings of the Buddha, right? Like that's what, what you're saying is, that everything is a temporary situation. So if you feel like shit, you just acknowledge that you feel like shit and you know, you're not going to feel like shit because it's just a forever. It's just a feeling. It's just a state that you're in. It's, just, yeah. it's something that's happening in your brain. Your brain is telling you, you feel like shit. You don't have to listen to what your brain is saying. Yeah, you can exactly. continue doing what you're doing. And in a, and eventually you will not feel like shit anymore. You acknowledge the no, thing and you just keep going. Yep. That's exactly right. And yeah. it's just, it's amazing how fast the pain will go away. Yeah. And it's just in, and you'll able to go back to refocusing on what's truly important. And, yeah. you know, I, I use that mind frame yeah. in a lot of different things in my life and yep. uh you know it's about quality man and that's you know i, I think that's 
that quality that you give people, the quality of entertainment. That's why I've always tried to support you, but I wanted to support you away from me supporting you and, you know, just come up with somebody that was a fan of you, a fan of the show, uh, or fan of the fan, excuse me. Uh, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, I I fuck it. I I really appreciate everything that you do, everything that Ed does. It's coming out there, showing up every single week. Yeah making these podcasts that, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when, when life does suck, yeah. Yeah. I can always rely on at least 90 minutes of good entertainment yeah. every single week. And, and to be honest with you, uh, it is helpful to me yeah. and I do appreciate yeah. it. Yes. I like that. I like that my pod, I like that you give credit to my podcast where, <laughs> where I make fun of people for being fat, um, <laughs> for giving you the strength <laughs> to do 140 mile races 140 mile point six yes. actually but Plus, yeah i left out yeah. the point six. It's, a, it's that last point six <laughs> yes. really get i me bet through. i bet <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you uh or you're welcome for me giving you the strength to do that i really appreciate it Oh yeah, and yeah. So, i mean same thing with ed i mean ed's out there riding his riding his bike be careful ed don't fall off your bike uh uh yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, you guys, I mean, shit, dude, when you guys, when all that shit happened with COVID, yep. uh, and you guys just kept trucking along, I mean, you know, I mean, shit, I mean, shit, what did you squat two weeks ago? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You do fucking It's know. in the form. It's four plates. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, come on, dude, yeah. I've, I've never done that. So fucking yeah, don't sit could. there and not, don't, yeah. don't fucking hype me up. You're str- uh, You're stronger than I'll ever be. Like you're. We just have different body no, shapes. I'm even close. Dude. Yeah, I fucking yeah, hurt my yeah. back. I squatted 135 pounds. Like yeah, but I'll, but that's that's because you got a long body. You got long femurs and shit. You know, like I got yeah. a short fucking squatty body. I I try to run, dude. I tell you, my knee is fucked up right now. I do. I'm 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 gonna try the Buddhist the the fan fan philosophy of just fucking acknowledging it and moving on. But sometimes I run and I'm. Next thing I know, I'm like, ah, this kind of hurts. I'll just keep going. And then I'll keep going. I'm like, ah, fuck. I ran through it. And then two minutes later, I'm walking. And I'm like, how did I start walking? Like, I was running a second ago. What happened? And I don't even know. I don't even make a decision. I'm not even. And this is, this is, this is Buddhism again. This is the teachings of the Buddha. I'm not in touch with myself enough to have a conscious thought that I decide to stop running. I just, my body just stops. And that, so that's something I could work on is getting in touch and being completely in the moment because I like to daydream. Like I, I'm, you know, like I'm running and say maybe the greatest heavy metal, arguably the greatest heavy metal song of all time, Creeping Death by Metallica comes on. I'm running and I think I'm in Metallica. Like I'm in the band. Like I'm on stage and I'm feeling that. And that's, that's the place my mind is. I'm not running. I'm on stage with Metallica. And then the next thing, you know, I'm walking. I need to get out. You, you run, do you don't even use headphones, right? No, dude, my, uh, Stop. my coach. And if I Stop. can give him a spot, of course, tell him so uh, what's his name, Harold, Her- Harold Wilson with brains and brawn yeah. coaching out of Austin. Yep. Uh, it's hilarious when I first hired him as my coach. Yeah. Uh, he was asking me what software I use for my, 
for my trainer for my bike. And he's like, Oh, you like to play fucking video games. You don't like to train. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. then he's like, we don't, we don't listen to music. We don't do it. You know, it's discipline with intent. Yeah. You know, you have to have the discipline to show up, but then you've got to have the intent. So the problem with listening to music is you're more focused on being in a band than you are running and yes. listening to your body. Yeah. And so if your knee's hurting, maybe you should listen to your knee because if it's hurting, I mean, understand that like in the book, uh, uh, fit soul, fit body yeah. by Mark Allen and, uh, Oh, the Brent. triathlete, right? He's an yeah, 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 Ironman yeah. champion multiple time, right? Six, six, six time yeah. multiple world. Yeah. Six That's times, decent. uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know when you when you walk, uh, the average person, whether they walk or run, yeah. will burn a hundred calories in that in that mile. So, yeah. but think about when you run; it's not like you're doing more fitness; you're just getting to that hundred calories faster. Yeah. So, by you walking with a weighted vest, yeah, I mean you could be doing as much. I mean, you, you, you could be doing just as much as I do running. I mean, it doesn't make yeah. a difference how you do it. Yeah. You just want to kind of set out to do it. So if you walk two miles yeah. and run one, you're still burning 300 calories. Or if you run three, you're yeah. still burning 300 calories. Of course, that depends on whether or not you're running hills, what the outside temperature sure. is. Yeah. Blah, 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 temperature blah. makes a big difference. Uh, it's huge. And humidity yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but you, you it, you, you need to do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously because I love you, yeah, love you too. uh, uh, dude, squatting 400 something pounds yeah. when you're, in your, when you're at the threshold of 50, yeah. probably, probably why your knees are needed. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of freaking weight. Well, I, try, I try to sit back into my hips now more when I squat though, because there's like, I do have a, like a click in my knee and, yeah. uh, but I mean, that's, I think that's more from, it's it's everything. It's being old is what it is. It it is, yeah. but I mean it's the, at the same time you don't want to overdo it, and that's why of course you backed off and you're starting to do it. But there's yeah. nothing wrong with walking. I mean, people, yeah. I, I I see people walking the neighborhood all the time. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you're always running. It's like, dude, yeah. uh, yes, I am, but this is the deal. And I said, I li- I stop my run, I stop my time, yeah. and I explain to him like you're doing just as much work as I am. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is, you know, knowledge is power, man. And when you start to learn these things and learn what your body's telling yep. you and follow it, because, you know, t- typically they, our coach will tell us if it's, if, if you have, if you're sick or don't feel good above the neck, give it a day uh, and see if you feel better. Because, you know, when you start to get like, I, you know, I had a long workout today. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, tell us what you did. What'd you do today? I ran 22 miles. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's the temperature? But, what's the temperature in Austin, Texas today? Oh, it was it was it was it was beautiful, man. Uh, Mid seventies, and then of course we had some, yeah, that we had some kind of crazy eclipse or something like that. Oh but yeah, I saw that. It was it was all messing the messing yeah. my sunglasses yeah. up, but yeah. So uh, you was, so you ran twenty two no, no, miles high six, high sixties. Oh, that's nice. Like that, high 60s, that's, no, it's the, perfect the, temperature to the run twenty two miles. Mid seventies. Oh, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So you ran twenty two miles today, and you didn't feel good above the head, or you did? Oh, it's fine. But but if you know if if you're above the head, you want to. You, you want to you want to take a day off. If it, if it's below the head, you want to take a couple days off. Um, and so you you know if if, if your knees if your knees bugging you, you're going to want to ice it. You're going to want to stretch it. You're going to want to cut your yeah. workout workouts down to fifty percent. 
Um, and then your effort down to 50% stay in that zone one level. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just certain things that you want to do because you don't want to hurt yourself yeah. when you're, when you're going you're through old. these exercises, because yeah. you just, you're just going to set, you're just going to set. it's not even that you're old. You're going to set yourself back. I and mean, the same thing like in the swimming pool. Yeah. If you swim less than three days a week, you're going to regress. You're, you're going to go backwards. So you mm-hmm. have to get at least three days a week in the pool, if not four, if you want to progress. Um, and, th- and really three days is just to kind of stay at par. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I can't swim. Like I, I can, anybody like, can swim. I, I, I can't, I like, I can body surf and stuff. And like, I can, I can go in a pool and not die. But I can't like I don't know how to, I don't know the technique like I don't know how to swim. Well, I mean, I kind of do. That's why. Yeah. That's why I hired the coach. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the guy, yeah, the yeah. guy that will let yeah. you use headphones. Yeah. I'm gonna try to run without headphones as soon as my knee feels better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack that because I think I think there is something to that. It's it's the whole. Well, that's, that's kind of what I was getting back to. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, tent, yeah. you you have to you have to want to be there. Yeah, and when you're when you're in you know what's funny. The very, I had like a 15 or 18 mile run right after we met because I was going right into a, w- a Waco Ironman, yeah. uh, 70.3. Yeah. And uh, he was like, no headphones. Like, fuck, dude. So it was like a Tuesday morning. I had to wake up like at 2.30 in the morning to get this done. So I still got all my work done that day. That's, a, that's at night. And, uh, you woke up at night. 2.30 no, is morning, the night. 2.30, 2:30 is the yeah. night. Okay. No, if you want to pay, if you want to pay eight dollars a month for a podcast, Jocko wakes up at four. Yeah, this guy woke up at two thirty. Yeah, okay, um, uh, if you really need to hear that shit, like, uh, wake up, fuck it, work out. Okay, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways, it was yeah. hilarious because I was running, and I, you know, I was oh, I got a coach, and I, yeah, I was feel, I was feeling it, man. I was, I was in the group. It was, it was a good day. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear this something running up from behind me. Had I had those fucking headphones on, I would not have heard that that dog that dug out uh-huh. and was about to attack my ass. Shut up. And uh, and you know, I got I it's like Kyle's dog, dude. I got yeah. fucking tree. Yeah, so you did. Imagine, you, imagine no, you didn't climb like, a tree. Oh fuck yeah, I did. No, that dog was gonna kill me. No, oh yeah. What yeah. kind of dog was it? Big. A fucking mean one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not did not want to give me kisses or hugs. So, uh, you know, it, what was it? Drew and Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, oh, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, I oh, totally yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's why why you don't why you should keep your dog in a fucking cage if it bites people. I or I, or better shoot it. I. <laughs> it should it should be said that you you live with multiple dogs. Hey, you are a, you are a dog lover. I do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a dog. I have a dog. Lover. But if the dog bites me, man, there's there's one thing that's gonna happen. So, anyway, let's move, keep moving this conversation so along. You're you're you running with no headphones on. The it paid dividends. The literally the first time you ever ran with no headphones on. Correct. Yeah. It was it was kind of a it, it kind of made me wise to what was going on. But yeah. then the thing is like, you know, uh, uh, you want to listen to your heart. You know, your your it's all about your heart rate. Yeah. It's all about listening to your body. And yeah. if you have your headphones on, you re- like when you take your headphones off and you're running, yeah. you can really hear, like you can feel and hear your breathing. And yeah. the thing that is, if you, if you get that heart rate and you start breathing hard, all you're doing is taking several minutes, if not hours off the back end of your workout. Uh-huh. 
So if you get up in there into zone three or, or yeah. VO2 max, yeah. you know, you know, and, you, and you're not paying attention because you're pumped up listening to Metallica or something like that. Yeah. Dude, you're just, you're just peeling time off. So someone, so, so, so someone like you, that's going to do a race that, and the race is going to take 12 hours, hopefully less, but could take mm-hmm. as long as 12 hours to complete. It's, it's very important that you never let your heart rate get above a certain level, or it's going to be that much more difficult, if not impossible to get to the end is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, Mark Allen would, would, when he ran, he would, I think he said his heart rate, his fitness level in zone two is like 150 to 155, which is insane because like 140. Yeah. And he's, and he's clipping like, Sub sixes, yeah. five five forty eight. Yeah, for, for, for you, you know what I mean. Twenty six point two miles. But he's yeah. just yeah, but he's just chilling. Like yeah. like for him, it's just he's breathing. You know, he's breathing through his know. nose. Yeah, and, and, and if I was if, yeah. yeah, if I was to run that fast, it would you know be a mile probably, maybe mile and a half tops. Yeah, but my heart rate would probably be around one eighty. Yeah, uh, which I would die after so long. Right. But it's just right. one of those things. It's about it's that's about that's what fitness is is progression. So over time, you know, my, my zone two could go up to 145 to where I could push it a little bit harder. But right now the, the way my fitness is, and I didn't take care of myself for several years, yeah. you know, that's about the best that I can do in yeah. 140 miles is, you know, somewhere between 12 and a half to, if I'm lucky, 11 hours and 45 minutes, yeah. but it's just a progression, man. I, yeah. you know, I, I, the first time, I ever did a 70.3 race, you know, I was, I was in the third lap at Galveston yeah. and I passed a, a guide who was guiding a blind and deaf yeah. lady who, yeah. I mean, obviously me being me started crying again as soon as I saw that person. Cause I, I yeah. just, I mean, I'm an emotional person sure. and I, I'm sitting here looking at this person and seeing what they're doing. And it just makes me feel like such a piece of shit that I ever gripe right. about anything. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, I don't know, man. It's just I don't know. There's just there's just so much to being fit and yeah. getting to that progression yeah. that's so healthy for your mind, and yeah. then getting out there and testing it every now and again. So you can really, so you, yeah. so you just feel like you, you get to cash in that paycheck, man. Like I'm excited. I was telling uh, Miss Fan Fan last night. Uh, yeah. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to cash the paycheck in. Yeah. You know, I got th- three more weeks going back to Florida where, th- where this whole thing started. And yeah. I, I mean, it would be, it would be, I, I would love to see the dude that oh, changed me my life, yeah. meet, meet, meet him and introduce myself. Yes. Thank him. Um, it would be just oh, such a solid, God, I hope that happens. Solid. So, oh, I, so do I, man. Yeah. But, and that's why I work so hard, man. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, well, I was on that third lap. So think about, that the blind and deaf lady and that guide they had out swam me out rode the bike yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and then ran two fucking laps <laughs> and here i am perfectly healthy i can see fucking yeah junk whatever yeah. do whatever yeah. i fucking want to do yeah and uh i'm like really are you fucking yeah. serious yeah. you know but it, but i'm pumped for him i'm like dude you know how hard she worked uh yeah. to get to that point yeah um and you just see, I don't know, man, there's just, that's, I love fitness, man. And when you, when you start talking about the hard 75, uh, you know, I'm absolutely in with that. If you want to do that, man, even though, even though, you, you. even though you want to drink on Owen spring break, 
You're going to, you're going to give that yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do, Man, I'll give it, I'll give it up. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing, well, uh, you know, my son's in the military. So yeah. if he gets through this next course, yeah. um, but that'll be before January cause he just classed up. So, yeah. uh, uh, I'll have some, I'll be able but, to have some beers with him prior to the start. And day. look, look, look. It's, I might not make it through 75 hard. I was just, before I called you, I talked for Dude, you can't say that. You oh, can't say that. Uh, dude, if you're, you're going to do it, yeah. you got to have that but passion. That's, you gotta, so that, so that's what can't. I was, that's what I was saying before I called you I, and you'll, you listen to this back. But before I called you, I was talking about how I just, I just said it because I wanted the audience to know I was doing it. And just that would hold me accountable to just getting through it you know, and just kind of setting up. And it's like, you're talking about, it's that it's like just incorporating more low intensity, steady state cardio into my day. Every day will get me there because I already drink the water. You know, I, I got, I can read a little bit more, but I just, it's just, it's, it's the brain thing that you're talking about where you just have to be disciplined to get through these, these hoops that you put in your day every single day. And so when I, when I brought it up to the audience, I was just saying it. So people knew I was doing it, which would make it harder for me to quit because people know that's why that's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. But now to because, do, yes. and it's the same thing. It's the same thing that I do yeah. with you. When I talk about these things is because once it, once it becomes public information, you really don't want to embarrass yourself. It's true. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, at the same time, you're an athletic person. You grew up skateboarding. You grew up. Come on, dude. I mean, listen, neither one of us are Lance Armstrong because we both have two testicles. Yeah. Um, uh, but we can still represent who we are. I mean, you know, we, we all can't be uh, professional athletes, but we could do the best that we can do. And if that's not good enough, then I mean, come on, dude, it's good enough for you. Uh, exactly. But what what else? Go ahead. But I mean, in at the same time, I mean, you know, triathlon may not be your thing, but no. you've always you've always lifted. So yeah. I mean, you could you can incorporate lifting at one of your forty five minutes, and then get into some kind of endurance training the other forty five minutes. And you never know, man. I mean, those seventy five days, you may find something that I found in triathlon that changes your life. Yeah. And you know, you never know. You could end up doing some more, you know, longer distance walks. You can yeah. end up. I know you'll never go camping, but uh, power walking. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. I like there's there's, you should never feel less. I agree. Because if somebody's squatting a thousand pounds, you shouldn't be like, oh, I want to squat a thousand pounds. You just do what the fuck you want to do, man. Yeah, I was actually talking. I was actually talking to Jay Stu this week, and I always do. I know you're not on social media, but I always or oftentimes I'll make videos while I'm hiking because just because I think of things to talk about while I'm out there and he and his girlfriend do these insane hikes. And she's, she, she's like, Jason, why I always see Brian hiking. Why doesn't he do like half dome or Mount Whitney, which is like the kind of hikes they do. Jason hiked um, half dome in Yosemite a few months ago. And he was, I know, I mean, it, I think it took like 16 hours or something. It's the whole day. And he, he said he was laid out for like a month. Like he, he, taxed his body to a level that his body needed like weeks to recover because it was so heavy oh yeah no i mean dude that's what people don't even i mean it's all about sugar 
Yeah. Salt and water. Yeah. And that's and really when you get into the. It, well, you can add that in there too okay. for a fourth. Well, yeah. but you can that could be your releasing salt. it. Oh yeah, okay. That could, but that yeah. could be that could yeah. definitely be your salt. So then, then you just don't have to take other forms of salt. Yeah. So you could just Good double smart. down on smart. that, <laughs> right? Double yeah. down on that. Yeah. Gulp, gulp. Yeah. Um. But that. But that's why. That's what's so taxing about it is, you know, for for me, if I do like today, I think it was like twenty four hundred calories or something like that. Yep. It said it said on my deal. I mean, if you go by the one hundred deal, it should have been twenty two hundred calories. Yep. But you know, it's it's about pre stocking the shelf and stocking while you're working out yep. and not restocking the shelf. So you don't want to go do a sixteen hour workout and be like, oh, if I can, I could eat thirty thousand calories now. No. Uh, you should have eat. You should have eaten probably around five to six hundred calories of of carbs, of good carbs like oatmeal, um, a bagel or something like Rice. that. Uh, or a couple different forms of carbs because that's what's going to burn in that zone one, zone zone two. You're going to mm-hmm. burn fat plus those carbs. Yep. Uh, and and then you want to supplement as you're going more carbs, salt, and waters. Right. But those those three things can get you through a 12 hour race pushing, you know, 120 to 150 beats per minute on your heart. Yeah. Um. Uh. And it's and I walked away like I I, I walked away from an iron one hundred forty point six and I thought for sure there was no way I was going to walk as I, I was trying to convince my wife to bring me a wheelchair. <laughs> so I just I didn't know yeah. I didn't know I, I mean yeah. I was like fuck I don't know what's going to happen. But because dude. you replenished. Yeah, but you that's the thing. The I kept fuel. restocking the yeah. shelves, and, yeah. that, and that's what that's what Jason probably. Um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, failed to do, yeah. and that's like I did a, I did a, the first time I did the Baton Death Road March, I did it off of water. Yeah. Um. Then let me tell you, on mile nineteen, my body quit functioning. Yeah, because um, there was there was nothing in your muscles to keep them going. Well, the, and the more water that you drink, right? Yeah. But the more water you drink, all you're doing is flushing all the shit out. Yeah, the shit that you need. So the shit that you need. Yeah. So so, and you're not replenishing that. So it's like that's the dumbest thing that you can do is just keep hammering water. Yeah. And not replenishing those other things, but that's kind of, and I think, you know, if you did start the, the, the hard 75, I think it'd be great to get maybe a couple different athletes or something in there, uh, or a couple different people doing different things and maybe have a discussion like this or something like that, just kind of bounce different ideas off different people and learn different things and yeah. find out, Hey, this person's, you know, he, he does this sport or he does this or, right. um, yeah. And uh, you take a, you take a little bit from those people. Yeah, and it's just, and then it's just something that everybody can kind of grasp onto. The people that um, that want to get into fitness, it could be something for them to look forward to, and and kind of help them get to start their goals and maybe change their life a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's very inspirational. So what what I was going to say is, when I originally came up with this idea, it was just something I was saying just to like so people could hear that I that I said I was going to do it and like so like it's dry uh, it's dry October so I'm not drinking in October right now right and that's just for me but when, but when you when you but you're slamming heroin yes how'd you know no, no you're slamming Bitches? beers instead of drinking them no, that, no, yes, yeah that that's exactly right that's how I get around it. So, <laughs> So oh, that was like the other day when you told me you had a beer and I'm like, you've never had one beer. And you're like, well, I had one at a time. <laughs> five times. Five times, five in a row, one yeah. at a time. 
but so that so it's just it's just something I spoke into the world to just kind of let people know. So I so it's a mental, and you're talking a lot about the mental strength of things and and uh, be, being accountable to yourself. I I speak it into the world because then if I feel like I want to drink, which I don't really, I know that people know people are have heard that I said, I'm not going to do that. And it's not that I'm going to let them down, but it's that I'm going to embarrass myself a little bit in that sense that I said I was going to do something and I didn't do it. So that's the whole point of 75 hard. And now all these people have jumped on and they're, they're going to do it too, which is beautiful because it's this whole accountability group. What I was going to say to you is that your, your bona fides are good. Like if, if you have a life event that comes up, during it and you and you need to dip out and go have some beers with your son um you, you know that's good by me i'm not i'm not too worried about you well i mean I w- i'll follow the rules my yeah. someone understand that i mean we're yeah. he's, he's he's in a very uh strict environment yes. as we speak but yes. uh uh, so I mean, he, he would get it, and I mean, yeah. he's in the same he's in the same type yeah. of scenario now. I mean, it's all it's all about accountability, I'm t- and I'm and just- they can't they can, he can't drink either. So, uh, but he'll he, he'll be done and graduated by December twenty second. So I'm thinking that's awesome. So I'm just we'll, uh, I'll get hammered before the second. Perfect. I'm just bummed that you're gonna do you you're gonna do this race in three weeks, and then I'm gonna come to your house and visit you in Austin, Texas, a couple weeks after that. And I'm just bummed that your kid is not going to be there for me to give 50 bucks and send him to get us all Whataburger. Yeah, no, no, that's that. No, that's that. Oh. Can't, well, fuck Whataburger yeah, first. Cause yeah. we're owned by Chicago. Yeah. We don't do Whataburger but also, anymore. Come on. Whataburger sucks. I, you know what I need? You know what we got to put on the board is P Terry's. I haven't, I haven't had P Terry's and everybody's telling Dude, me they how open, good they open up a P Terry's about it's only like three minutes out my front gate but it takes about 20 minutes yeah, to get to the front your, gate your so. gates seven miles from your house uh okay dude yeah. let's wrap it up there i i gotta tell you dude i'm this was your idea and i said this at the beginning of the show before you came on you had the idea to just have some people on that want to do hard 75 75 hard with us and kind of like get their take on their fitness or their plan or whatever. And I thought it was a great idea. And I thought you were the perfect person to talk to about it because you have so much knowledge and so much experience in this place. And I don't want to cry. You're such a good dude. You're the best friend anyone could ever ask for. I so much appreciate having you in my life for this long Oh my God. I'm so gay. Um, I'm, I'm just stoked that we got to do this on my show. Thank you. Oh, it's, a, it's an honor, dude. And, and congratulations to you for 10 years, dude. I mean, you should be, oh, yeah. uh, you should be, I mean, I, Brian, you, you've done such a great job, dude. Oh, you, thanks, you've, man. you've come, you've come so far since the beginning of your show, since yeah. Friday facts, oh, yeah. everything that you've done. Got a lot and better. You, after and you've like done that and you've done, yeah. huh? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, it, you, you you don't take you don't take any credit for what you do, man. Yeah. And you, and you honestly you honestly should. You you do help people. Yep. You're funny. You're smart. You were always the smartest guy in the room, dude. <laughs> as you got as you got taken off to go to smart school, they put a fucking helmet on me and sent me with people that fucking didn't really speak English and said, "Put this helmet on because someone might fucking throw something at your head." And it was like, "Okay, go over in the corner and color," uh, which was fine. Yeah. 
but uh, you, you you do a lot for people, man, and, and don't cut yourself short, dude. You never sell yourself short, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on, I you, you got to appreciate yourself and what you do, man. You do a good job. Yes. We appreciate you. We love you. Yeah, love Whatever you, you fucking need. Yes, I uh, I'm here for you. Thanks, brother. Um, we'll talk soon. Uh, good luck in your race, and uh, I'll I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, man. I love you. I love you too, man. See ya. Right, peace. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.